From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. It's good to see a lot of uh, younger artists coming up, which is amazing. You know, uh, there's artists that I don't know, which is great. I like it. I like it like that. That means new people are doing it. And so, I mean, lots of galleries popping up and, you know, making a lot of people making things happen. It's good to see, like, uh, you know, you see the generation coming behind, you know, my generation of artists. It's inspiring. I'm Scott Yates, photographer and multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. This show is where we meet the artist who is making our city a more beautiful place. Today we're getting to know Javier Jimenez, who's just been named the first artist in residence of New Genres Art Space, which just opened its doors on July 20th. This is the sequel to last week's episode where I spoke with the Art Space's founders, Jason Judd and Iga Puhalska. Now, Javier is a Rockford native with a long history of illustration and screen printing here. He began his commercial printing enterprise as Saturated Threads Screen Printing, and through this work he was introduced to fellow illustrators who formed the collective known as Fatherless. Since 2010, that group has been showing their work internationally. Javier is a husband, a father, a grandfather, and now he begins his newest role at New Genres Art Space. We'll hear Javier share his inspirations, his desire for a work-life balance, and how he'll apply his creativity at New Genres Art Space. Javier visited the Register Star newsroom last week for this podcast. So let's drop in on our conversation now. Keen listeners to this show will know that uh, last episode we interviewed Jason Judd and Iga Puhalska. Uh, the the or- organizers and founders of New Genres Art Space. So Javier, you're the uh, part two uh, of that conversation, All right. and uh, we deliberately skipped over one of the main aspects of New Genres Art Space, which is their artist in residence program. And I did that deliberately because I knew you were already booked to come down here. So here you are to fill us in on all things. Uh, uh, Javier and New Genres <laughs> Art right. Space. Back us up a little bit. Why screen printing as your main creative outlet there? Oh, geez, screen printing. Uh, well, I think uh, I first got hooked probably senior year in high school. I uh, borrowed a screen from my art teacher, took it home, cut a paper stencil, threw the screen on the table, and just started going away. And ever since then, I've been hooked. It's uh, It's been my drug, my drug of choice. Right so, on. There are probably more expensive and harmful drugs of choice out yeah, there. Yeah, I, I think I like the you know the repetitive and the ease of it. I call, I call it uh, somewhat like a democratic process sometimes because it's so uh, easy to set up and do. And I feel like if you want to do it, it's it's a easy setup to do. Nice. And what type of is it easy for you to get in the zone when you're in the creative? Uh, process or like what what's going through your mind as you're actually making your art yeah for the most for the most uh most of the time it is you know maybe i'll start with just like organizing or cleaning up a little bit throwing some tunes and then just wherever wherever it goes it goes briefly describe what is screen printing in the first place 
Uh, um, it's basically it was started as like an industrial process, you know, to, to replicate, you know, like signs or uh, lots of ad advertisement. Um, people started figuring it during the pop art days. People started figuring out ways to apply it to art, you know, repetitive artworks and such things like that. So um, to me, it was just an easy way to get images out and uh, yeah, just layering. and So making all those layers, uh, as you said, cleaning up your studio to get into the zone in the first place, all of that is, is easier than just simply doodling on a paper for, for you? For me it was, yeah. Those were my, that, that was my sketches. You know, I was, I never really got much into drawing. So to, to, for me, it was just an uh, easy way for me to express uh, what I what I was thinking or ideas I had would just be to expose the screen and and go go uh, with it that way. Excellent. So at New Genres Art Space, you will be using their equipment, their space, and uh, some of their skill sets for a whole year. And at the end of that year, you will have um, a time based or experimental solo exhibition there. So, um, and by the time uh, this episode airs, New Genres Art Space will have already held its grand opening on Saturday, July 20th. Um, how did you get involved with them? How did uh, you get on their radar, if you know that? Um, how, how did you guys get uh, together? I think Jason and I go back quite a few years. Uh, he was good friends with my wife, kind of, you know, during their teen years, and we just kind of knew each other probably for a long, you know, quite some time now. And uh, I think we did some, I'm not sure if we've shown together or done some work together, but, you know, we always just kept in touch and he saw what I was doing and he liked it. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been some time, you know, we, we have history. So speaking of history, Jason Judd, the co-owner, is uh, a Rockford native. You're a Rockford native yourself. You went to Auburn High School. Uh, so uh, it's uh, bound to happen that you guys cross paths yeah. there. You were, yeah. You you joked earlier that you have a, a four block radius in Rockford where you can be found in your natural habitat, and yeah. you're, you're easy to find there. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. it's my home, so <laughs> yeah, I live close. So excellent. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I guess too. Um, you know, Jason Jason Judd used to be in a band with Jesus, Jesus Korea, Jeffy Checkers, and the Shazam. So I would see those guys a lot. So. All right, I am a new guy in town. I'll definitely have to look those guys up. Uh, everybody out there in Radioland, forgive me for my ignorance here for not uh, geeking out over that name yeah. drop there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an oldie right there. All right, cool, cool. What are your plans over there uh, as the newest uh, first artist-in-residence at New Genres Art Space? Um, actually, I'm really excited about it because some of the things that uh, I'm going to be doing I've been wanting to do for a while, and... When they kind of asked me, I wasn't sure what I was committing to yet. And so I did meet with them a couple weeks ago to kind of help me on a project that was kind of along the lines of it. So um, I'm probably going to be doing lots of, I mean, it's all going to be new. Uh, one small thing is uh, that I can share with you now. I won't give up too much. But uh, a while ago, I did a series of screen prints, and I was pretty excited to, like, maybe there's like 50 of them. And it's all just dot on dot, layers and layers. So we're looking to maybe do something. Well, I'm looking to do putting some of that to motion and just see how it how it works. Because I've never, I've always been interested in motion stuff, but I've never done it. And they have the keys, so I'm definitely gonna 
All right. Feel free to dish all of the new info and uh, breaking news you want here on the podcast. Yeah. I'm totally happy to, to uh, support that. Yeah. Uh, when you say putting dots on dots uh, yeah. to motion, what is what is that? A lot mean? of a lot of my uh, personal work, it's all um, just like um, layers of dots, pretty much like uh, like half tone patterns, and I pretty much layer them so it's kind of like an op- optical piece kind of messes with your eyes and so i have a yeah i had a stack of them that i've been that i did um i don't know five or six years ago that has just been sitting in a drawer and i was like oh i think i could do something with this to apply it to that so i think there are plenty of artists out there who have a pile of old early work sitting in a corner somewhere that's that they still haven't let go of still haven't forgotten in the back of their mind and uh it's awesome you have an opportunity to bring that out and explore that uh whatever that idea is yeah it's, uh, it's a been a more. long one marinating so we'll see what happens that's yeah. that's really exciting yeah excellent um you started a commercial operation called saturated thread screen printing i'm assuming in rockford yes yes this yeah. has all been in rockford yeah wonderful and um you you've got a day job you had this um side uh side hustle basically called saturated threads screen printing you're nodding your head so i'm yep. i'm a, my yep. assumptions are correct they are here. all correct yeah um and at a certain point you were attracted to a bunch of other screen printers in town you naturally uh came together and and started to hang out and become interested in each other's work and eventually formed fatherless. Yeah. So it was a, you know, a couple printers, some designers and illustrators and stuff like that. We weren't all, you know, strictly, uh, screen print based. So, yeah. And, uh, for any newbies out there, fatherless is a collection of several, uh, artists, uh, which, describes itself as a visual mixtape of creative shenaniganation with a home base in Rockford, here in town, and across the pond in London, England. Uh, Describe that setup there. How do you guys collaborate if Uh, uh, there's a whole ocean in between you? So what we do, we'll we'll do files. We'll send files back and forth, and then we'll also send actual prints back and forth. We have someone that traffics our art for us to and fro london so it works out that way or sometimes uh oh i didn't even think about that so as you're making the hard copy yeah it's got to travel yeah okay yeah cool or i'll go over there or some of us will go to london and and print there you know that's fantastic i did not even realize yeah but of course your whole uh, objective is to have this unique uh hard copy physical artwork at the yep. end digital files i got you yeah. can email those or text them uh, for yeah. crying out loud um so you actually have a ferrying uh yeah process yeah yep. cool yeah. we got a setup you got a setup it's a pretty good one all right um what is that setup the journalist in me just has to ask that no, question. we have a we have a, a local uh friend who helps us out that way okay yeah. All right, all right. I can drop that because we've got so much <laughs> other ground to cover here. Um, and uh, Fatherless was found in in, in and around uh, June 2010. The group is um, uh, intentionally um, set up, so there's sort of a veil of anonymity and mystery as to who put together each piece. Uh, it could be... Uh, as few as one person, as many as all of them, and the idea is that there is no one 
author of that artwork. Yeah, for the most part, everyone's got a little bit of touch on each piece. But yeah, in the end, you really don't know unless you know the individual artist's style, who did what. And... That all sounds like a tremendous amount of work on your plate here. You're a very busy man in town, making the town a more beautiful place here. You've got a wife. You've got a, a young family. How do you all uh, make it happen? Uh, I think I'm addicted to work, so that's the way. I'm, yeah, uh, my son's actually much older now, and we have a grandson. So, all right, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. yeah, that's great to hear. Um, so, do you ever get to sleep? But uh, uh, like yeah, I, no, I, I, I it's, it's been a lot better. Usually, uh, you know, when we're getting ready for a show, those those times get a little heavy, where you know we're spending, uh, you know eight to 10 hours to 12 hours at the day job. And then you go to the studio, maybe do another like five or six for a couple of weeks. So yeah, it gets a little much, but uh, I'm, I'm doing better. But yeah, I, I think I like the work. I like work. So do you ever get too saturated into your work? Um, you've um, said in the past that family is very important to you. You still, do you still have a, a, a bunch of family in town? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, most mostly all my family's here but uh you know my wife's a gem and she understands what i do and i need to do it to survive so she's a hundred percent supportive of what i do and that's fantastic if i'm home too much she tells me to go to the studio so she keeps me moving that's fantastic i think uh no matter how much uh, uh of a trust fund baby you are or how poor you are living in the street everybody needs uh that partner in their life to motivate them to give them that uh, uh backbone and support to do what they do yeah definitely uh, definitely i mean uh i i couldn't do it without her you're not the first uh guest on the show to uh give a shout out to their significant other so there's definitely something to that train of yeah. thought here now, uh, with all that you've got going on, you are the first and newest artist in residence uh, at New Genres Art Space. Um, that's pretty exciting. Um, where do you see the future of art going here in Rockford? Uh, it's good to see a lot of uh, younger artists coming up, which is amazing. You know, uh, there's artists that I don't know, which is great. I like it. I like it like that. That means new people are doing it. And so, I mean, lots of galleries popping up and, you know, making a lot of people making things happen. It's good to see, like, uh, you know, you see the generation coming behind, you know, my generation of artists. So it's uh, it's inspiring. Is there anybody in town that you can give a shout out to that you're excited about these days? Um, geez, basically all the all the young people doing it, the whole, you know, every, any, any young person that's doing it, you know not just one person it's like the, them in general being there doing it and and then supporting it too coming out cuz you, you know it it takes the crowd to help us too you know it takes the fans and you know not the fans but the people coming to the shows are just you know that's huge because it's it's nothing without people seeing it really yeah it's that whole saying does a tree make a sound in a forest right, if exactly, uh, nobody exactly, is around yeah, to hear yeah. it um is there a point to art if there's nobody around to see it? For some people, yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, some people need to do it to uh, survive. So, present company included, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Great, great. Um, well, I 
uh, would love to start to wrap up this conversation with a little fun element that uh, I, I like to do. I like to troll the Instagram feeds of all of my guests to find an interesting post that just demands its backstory be told. So um, I'd like to do that today. Today is not much different, but I do have a darker twist to this element here. Uh, now, Javier, you can be found on Instagram at Javier underscore underscore Jimenez. And I think that's a private uh, account. It's closed right now. Yeah. I'm not getting in, you in trouble by no, saying no, that. No. Anyway. Okay. Um, but uh, Javier will have to uh, accept your, your follow there on Instagram. Uh, luckily for me, he did that. Uh, I'm forever grateful for that. There's a great feed there. Um, but Javier, I'd love to have some real talk with you today about your post from August 12th, 2017. Uh, now, it's not actually that far down your feed since you aren't a rabid poster like some of us here in this room today. Um, your post here shows a rusty copper statue of a man riding on a horse, and the photo is upside down. And the man's head is photoshopped out, so just uh, simply cloned out so that there's just blue sky at his shoulders. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, my spidey sense is on high alert and pretty honed in here. I actually know that statue very well. I believe it's a statue of the Civil War commander Robert E. Lee of the uh, Confederate States Army. And uh, this particular statue is located in what is now called Market Street Park in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's formerly known as Emancipation Park, and before that it was known as Lee Park in downtown Charlottesville. Um, I should know I was born and raised in that neck of the woods in southwest Virginia. It's a beautiful part of the world, and anybody visiting and driving down I-81 in southwest Virginia, stop in Charlottesville. It's a beautiful place. Now, um, and this is a long story, so bear with me, but I do have a point here. Now, August 12, 2017, the day of this post, uh, is a dark one in America's history. That day in that little city, the violent and deadly Unite the Right rally and its corresponding counter-protest occurred. And that white supremacist man drove his car into a crowd of counter-protesters and murdered a woman named Heather Heyer and injured more than 30 others. Uh, I was actually there that day covering the rally and protests for a sister newspaper of the Register Star that I worked for at the time. Um, it was terrible. I saw fellow human beings hunt each other because, um, hunt each other to cause harm and death upon the other. It was as it was as if we, and I'm talking the royal we, humanity, um, had become rabid and turned on uh, other strangers in the street to beat the living pulp out of them. It was um, a scene full of assault rifles, full body armor, pepper spray, billy clubs, and even a, a shots fired. And then there were the law enforcement officers standing still halfway down the block, watching from the sidelines. Um, and shameless plug here, you can see my photo coverage of that day online in the link in the description of this show. Now, here's my point. Uh, 
uh, on Monday, July 15th, uh, this is the day before we recorded this podcast, the daily newspaper in Charlottesville called The Daily Progress reported that uh, um, the man accused and now charged and um, convicted of that deadly ramming of the uh, the crowd of protesters was formally sentenced to life in prison plus 419 years. And that happened just yesterday as we record this podcast. Hence this long story of mine to talk about your post of an upside down statue, uh, a photo, an upside down photo of the statue that you posted on August 12th. And I um, would love to get your take as to what's going on in this photo here. Uh, the photo, to me, uh, it's kind of like a sign of disrespect when you flip something upside down. And uh, that was kind of what I was doing. I was like, you know what, I'm tired of this stuff. So flip it off with the head, and this is how I'm feeling. So more or less just a sign of disrespect of that. And um, I, I failed to mention earlier that the description uh, that you posted with the photo is hashtag white supremacy is terrorism. Can you follow up on that uh, a little bit? Yeah, I mean, for years and, you know, years and years, you know, the the past has been, you know, um, communities have been terrorized by this uh, white supremacy, and still to this day it's happening. So, it's uh, yeah, it's real as ever. Well, Javier, thank you so much for coming into the Rockford Register Star newsroom today. We look forward to seeing your work as the artist in residence at New Genres Art Space in Rockford and your continued contributions to Fatherless, based here in Rockford. Again, Javier, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.